get away from, I thought about going right into the book of Judges. Well, we'll probably go in there sometime in, in uh, January, but right now I want to deal with a couple of things. This week and next week, we're going to be taking a look at least in these two um, uh, Wednesday night Bible studies, the Messianic, Messianic prophecies of the Old Testament fulfilled in Christ, and I'm calling this the Christmas edition because we're just going to be dealing uh, next week. I mean, well, this is the intro, introduction to what we're going to be taking a look at next week. We're going to be talking about why it's so important and uh, tonight, but we'll take a look at the actual uh, uh, prophecies from the Old Testament and their fulfillment in the in the New Testament uh, relating to Christ incarnation and the Christmas time of the year. Okay, all right. Um, if you'll go ahead and turn to Isaiah at chapter number eleven, we'll be there in just a minute. Isaiah chapter number eleven. Throughout the New Testament, we read where the apostles appealed to two areas of the Lord Jesus Christ's life to establish His Messiahship. One was the reality of His resurrection. I mean, that proved that Jesus was who He said He was. I mean, get up out of the grave. That's a a pretty good indication that you are the Son of God. You are God in the flesh. And the other is the fact of His fulfilling of messianic prophecy. Now, it encompasses his whole life. And if you talk about his whole life, there are uh, hundreds of prophecies that we could take a look at. Uh, Understand that the Old Testament was written over a 1,500-year period, and it contains several hundred references to the coming Messiah. And all of these were fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they have established... Uh, a solid confirmation of his credentials as the Messiah. Uh, it's important for it to establish also that it is the Word of God. One of the things that we know this this book is God's Word is the fact that it predicts things that come true. There's some still some what we call un uh, there unfulfilled prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled. They will be fulfilled. How do you know? Because the ones before have been fulfilled. Uh, You go to other uh, uh, books that uh, people hold sacred, you will not find uh, fulfilled prophecy. The the Word of God, the Holy Bible, is the one where you find it at. The word, or we should say the title, Messiah, comes from the Hebrew word which means anointed one. And it is one of the prophetic names, or or we could say titles, for the Lord Jesus Christ. That word, or title Christ, comes from the Greek word which means anointed one also. And so, in biblical times, there was an outward act of anointing those who became prophets, priests, and kings. What they would do is they would, uh, uh, they would know that the Lord had said this person was to be uh, placed in that position of leadership, and the, the act of anointing would be done with oil, usually uh, some some sort of, of holy oil, olive oil, or uh, some uh, something made from olive oil, and uh, they would anoint prophets, priests, and kings. And these acts of anointing were outward pictures of 
uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit being conferred on those who were anointed to fulfill the task that they were called uh, to do. So the title Messiah, meaning anointed, is well suited to the one who holds all these offices. He's a prophet, he's a priest, he's a king, and uh, he is the anointed one. So whether we say that Jesus is the Messiah, or Jesus is the Christ, uh, or Jesus is the anointed, or anointed one, we are speaking of the same thing. All of those terms are interchangeable. Uh, Please understand that. Centuries ago, prophets spoke of the coming great leader that would be sent by God and would be God's anointed, um, or the Messiah. Uh, One uh, psalm that stands out, Psalm 2-2, said the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed. It's mentioned there, his anointed. Well, let's take a look at some things here. In the book of Isaiah, we'll be looking at uh, um, several of these. And then uh, there's a lot of, of the passages that we're not going to turn to tonight. We're going to turn to these that in the introduction. And then I'll quote most of the others. We will turn to some later uh, in our study tonight. But uh, for the sake of uh, being brief... <laughs> On Wednesday night, we've given you the ability to have those uh, uh, passages of Scripture at your hands that you can go back and take a look at and study in further depth. Isaiah 11 and verse number 1. This is a prophecy related to the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Now Jesse... It was the father of David. Okay? A stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. There's that anointing. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge, and, and of the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of of his reigns. So some prophecies related to the Lord. Look at uh, Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42. And here Jesus is spoken of as being uh, the servant. We know he humbled himself you know, and became uh, as a servant when he came into this world. And look at uh, Isaiah 42 verses 1 through 7. Speaking of this Messiah that would come. Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith the, uh, the, 
uh, God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretcheth them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, and will hold thine hand, and will keep thee, and, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for the light of the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the, uh, the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. So this was not something that was going to be strictly for the Jews, but also to the Gentiles too, praise the Lord. Because I are one, and you are too, I think. I don't know think we have any Jews in here. But look at uh, uh, Isaiah chapter number 61. Isaiah 61. And we will recognize this as a passage of Scripture we've referred to before. Uh, when we were talking about Jesus' early ministry, uh, as he left the uh, wilderness and uh, was filled with the Spirit, and the first place he went was his hometown of Nazareth to, to uh, minister. And this is the passage of Scripture. If, uh, if you want to write down Luke 4, that's, uh, Luke 4 is where you'll find him reading this. Luke 4, verses 18 uh, and 19. And uh, but the he says here uh, says here in Isaiah sixty one the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and that's as far as the Lord. Read because that's as far as he fulfilled in his earthly coming the first time. There's a day of vengeance that's going to be coming that he's, he's involved with, but that is a future uh, act of his. But uh, the Lord Jesus Christ read that. He closed the book and he gave it to, to the minister there at the synagogue and he sat down and all the eyes of those in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. He fulfilled up to the map portion that he read. And so, as talking about the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. This actually uses the term Messiah here. One of Daniel's prophecies. And I'm not going to get into the the 70 weeks prophecy and what all uh, all the details about it. I just want you to be able to see this prophecy here and the Messiah is mentioned, his coming and also his uh, being cut off or his uh, crucifixion that we know of. Now look at uh, Daniel 9 and uh, look at verse number 25 and 26. <clears throat> It says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks. And it's talking about seven weeks of years. And threescore and two weeks. Um, that's 62 weeks of years. The, the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks, 62 weeks again, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, 
and until the end of the war of desolations are determined. Again, I'm going to get into the uh, specifics of all of what that is talking about, but they did want you to see the term, term Messiah used there in Daniel chapter 9, speaking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus was anointed by the Spirit of God and, and made claims to be the one revealed by God as the Messiah and as the Lord and Savior of the world. But the question is, how can we know for sure that Jesus was the anointed one? I mean, anybody can say, well, I'm, I'm the one, right? And you got folks all the time trying to tell, tell, tell others that they're Jesus today. You know, they're just, you ever heard or seen in the news that somebody said, well, you know, I'm the second coming of Jesus. There have been a few clowns and during my lifetime, I know, that have made that statement. And they're not him. But Jesus was the anointed one. But how can we know? After all, the Jews are still looking for the Messiah. They're still looking for him to come the first time. Did they miss him or did we? Well, they, they missed him. His first coming. They'll see him when he comes again. And they'll, they'll look on him whom they pierced. That's how scriptures will put it. And they'll believe on him. Um, let's see the purpose, though, of messianic prophecy. What's the, what's the big deal about this messianic prophecy stuff? First of all, to show that there is one true God whose knowledge is infinite and whose word is never broken. God's given us his word. and You can just go take it to the bank, can't you? Uh, Numbers 23, verse number 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God is a man of his word. I mean, he's, a, he's a God of his word, I should say. He, he is uh, going to do what he says, and that's why we can have confidence in this book. Um, Another thing here, the purpose of Messianic prophecy to, to show uh, that all things are subject to God's divine will. Um, Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10, uh, listen to uh, what it says here. It says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God. There is none else. I am God, and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. God is the only one that can give you his word, and, and you know he's going to follow through on it. You know, we may give our word, and we may not have the ability to follow through, right? Or sometimes we'll... Back out on our word. God doesn't do that. God is truth. <laughs> Isaiah 48 verse 3 says, I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Isaiah 48 verse 5 says, I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it thee, lest thou shouldest say, My idol hath done them, and my graven image and my molten image hath commanded them. None of the idols that the Israelites uh, were tempted to begin worshiping, none of them did any prophecy that ever came to pass. But only the Lord God, the Lord God Jehovah, He's the one. 
what he says would happen would happen. Um, even Paul, uh, in Romans 1, verse 1 through 4, he, he, Paul writes these words, he said, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, and he's talking about the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. In other words, the reason Jesus came is because God said he was going to come. God promised that this anointed one was going to come. God promised the Savior. Uh, and it goes on concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. And by the way, that was prophesied it was going to be done in the Old Testament too. And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And there's that other uh, key to prove who Jesus is. He said he would arise after three days out of the grave. He said, I got the power to lay my life down. got the power to take it up again. And he did that very thing. And so uh, Messianic prophecy, his fulfillment of the Messianic prophecy and his uh, uh, rising from the grave uh, three days after dying uh, are, are proofs that he is who he said he was. Now let's see some, uh, some of the appeals to Messianic prophecy that we find in scriptures. Jesus appealed to Messianic prophecy. Regarding himself in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he said these words in Matthew 5, verse 17 and 18. He says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill, for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. That's why the Old Testament is so important. The Old Testament, you can see Jesus all through it because he is all through it. It's, it's about him. Uh, and Jesus used the scripture in his admonishment against the unbelieving Jew. And John 5, verse 39 and 40, he, he told them, he said, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. John 5, verse 46 and 47, he told them, he said, For, for had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Uh, but if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? And, and Moses, we could uh, turn to uh, the first five books that were written, penned by Moses under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and there are references to that one that would come uh, in the future, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Matthew 13, verse 14 says, And in them uh, is fulfilled the uh, prophecy of Isaiah which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. He's, that's the admonishment against the Jews. He, he's saying, you know, Isaiah prophesied against y'all, and uh, the reference there is Isaiah 6, verse 9 and 10. I'm not going to turn there, I'm not going to quote that, but you can, you can read over there and check it out. And uh, Matthew 21, verse 42. Jesus said unto them, Did ye never read the scripture in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And he's, of course, in that he's referring to Psalm 118, verse 22 and 23. And so we see Jesus 
appealed to uh, Messianic prophecies in his Sermon on the Mount and his admonishment of the unbelieving Jew and also in his declaring the identity of and ministry of John the Baptist. In Matthew 11 verse 10, speaking of John the Baptist, he says, For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Uh, so uh, the Lord Jesus Christ again appeals to prophecy. In his hometown synagogue, we just mentioned a while ago in, in Nazareth, after publicly re- reading that passage that we read in Isaiah 61, 1-3, uh, he said, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears, there in Luke 4 and verse 20-21. through 21. And then to his disciples, if you remember before his death, burial, and resurrection, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was leading up to that time, and he told them, he says, uh, you know, the, his, his, basically his disciples were, were ready to fight. They were wanting to arm themselves and go out and fight for, for Christ and not let him take his, his life from him. But uh, this is what Jesus said in Luke 22, verse 37. He says, For I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And, he, and here, here's what was written. And he, and he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me, he said, have an end. Now his his re- reference there is to Isaiah 53 and verse 12 that says that he was numbered with the transgressors. Uh, they weren't going to keep that from happening. You know, it was prophesied in the Old Testament. It was going to happen, and it did happen. And that's what Jesus was getting at. Um, he also pointed to the uh, Messianic prophecies of the Old Testament uh, to his disciples after his death, burial, and resurrection. And uh, during, during Easter, we, we look at these things uh, and, and, and show this. Uh, Luke 24, verse 25 through 27, this, this, this is the two disciples that were on the road to Emmaus. Remember, he, he, he met uh, them on the road to Emmaus. And uh, then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That's because there's a lot in there. Uh, A lot of prophecies, there's a lot of types, there's all kinds of stuff that that you will see regarding Lord Jesus Christ there. And then uh, he met with some of the other disciples uh, uh, just a, a few verses later in Luke 24, verse 44 through 46. He said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Jesus tried to tell them. They weren't listening, you know. And uh, so when it happened, they were surprised. And then Jesus comes back, you, you shouldn't have been surprised. I told you that the, these things were going to happen. And it says then, then he opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. In other words, it had to happen. Why? Because it was prophesied in the Old Testament. There was no way it wasn't going to happen. It, it, it was going to happen. So Jesus appealed to Messianic prophecy. 
we see that the New Testament writers and apostles also appealed to Messianic prophecies fulfilled in Jesus. Um, take the Apostle Peter, for instance. And uh, you could say the writer Luke as well, because Luke wrote the, the book of Acts. And in Acts 3, verse 18, he records what Peter said. Now, but, but those things which God hath before which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Now, uh, when he was uh, preaching there, uh, this was the second message that he preached when he was there at the temple and uh, had a group of Jews that came up after he, they healed the, the man there at the gate of the temple. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, those things that God said, that Christ would would suffer, he fulfilled. And then Acts ten forty three, whenever he was trying to give a defense of why he went to Cornelius and shared the gospel, this listen to what he says to to, to 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 about Jesus to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. In other words. You go back, and remember we read a little while ago about the Gentiles? Yeah, it was for the Gentiles too. And there's other, there's more than just that one reference that uh, I read that concerning the Gentiles. But whoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. The, the prophets give witness to that. Then uh, in Peter's epistle, 1 Peter 2, verse 5 and 6, he says, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. And so we see the apostle Peter. Now, we're going to turn to the Apostle Paul's. Uh, look at Acts chapter number 13. Acts chapter number 13. Acts 13, and um, Paul's preaching here at, at uh, Antioch. And notice, uh, notice verse 26. <clears throat> And it says, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. I mean, he's preaching the gospel, and he's saying, you know, y'all to know, you know, you're children of Abraham, uh, this, this is, was going, this is prophesied was going to be sent to you, and it has it, come to you. Notice verse 27. For they that dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they knew him not, nor yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, and they have fulfilled them in condemning them, him. You know, they didn't realize they were fulfilling the, the scriptures that they should have known. Uh, verse 28. And though they found no case of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. And when they, notice verse 29, and when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. But God raised him from the dead, and he has seen many days of them which came up 
with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declare unto you glad tidings, how that, notice this, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, and God told the fathers, Abraham, uh, Isaac, and Jacob, what he was going to do. He told them what he was going to do. He said, verse 33, God hath fulfilled the same unto us their children, and that he hath raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second psalm, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And is as concerning that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to uh, to corruption, he, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Wherefore he saith also in another psalm, Thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. You notice how many verses from the Old Testament he, that he's appealing to here, Apostle Paul? You know, Apostle Paul knew the Old Testament scriptures before he was on the Damascus road. And then when he, got, when he found Jesus on the Damascus road, all of that opened up to him. Isn't that amazing? Look, look at verse uh, 36 here. He says, um, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid into his fathers and saw corruption. In other words, David corrupted. So who, who was he talking about? So in verse 37, But he whom God raised again, Saul, no corruption. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which they ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers, and wonder, and and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. So he's admonishing them. Uh, you need, need to believe this, or else this other passage is going to come true in your life. Uh, uh, look at, um, let's see here, I, I've already referred to Romans 1 verse 2, which he had promised a four by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, but let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15, another familiar passage to you, verse 3 and 4 here, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 and 4, and of course uh, 1 Corinthians 15 is, is talking about the resurrection, um, And the, but he says there in verse 3, for I delivered unto you first of all that Christ, uh, that, that it's, let me back up and read that right. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he, he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. So he's pointing out the only Scriptures they had, Old Testament Scriptures. He's saying all of this was in the Old Testament, he, and he's speaking the truth there. Then there's the Apostle Matthew uh, in Matthew 1, verse 22 and 23, where he says, and of course this applies to this time of year, uh, uh, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, 
and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. He's referring back to Isaiah's prophecy uh, regarding uh, the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in Matthew chapter number 2, and when you get to the area there where the wise men come to visit and they're trying to look and see where um, this uh, king of the Jews is, is at, and it says uh, in Matthew 2 verse number 4, that, talking about Herod, when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together. Now think about this. The group that came to hate the Lord Jesus Christ had to give the prophecy where Jesus was born at. And he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, talking about Micah chapter 5 and verse number 2. All right, um, I'm not going to deal with the next part of this. Just I've given it to you to be able to study on your own. In the person and work of Christ, there is a fulfillment of the Levitical feast. Okay? And you will see the thing, the feast on the left side, that's the the uh, seven feasts and the fulfillment in Christ on the right side. But let's understand in closing tonight the significance of predictive prophecy. First, it shows that there is a divine intellect behind both the Old and the New Testament. I mean, the Old Testament was written many, many years before the New Testament, before Jesus came. Uh, it establishes the fact of the God of the Bible. Uh, he's real. It authenticates the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ because this coming one would be uh, the Emmanuel, the God with us. And it proves the divine inspiration of the Bible. I mean, nothing shows that this book is a divine book like fulfilled prophecy. Amen? All right, let's pull out our prayer list. That's our Bible study for this evening. And let's pull out our prayer list and we'll uh, pray for the needs and we'll be dismissed.